0: I'd like to propose a toast. and welcome to Before Brunch. I'm Megan Cassidy and I'm Cassie Delaney and we are your weekly celebrity pop culture social issues and arts podcast and we go live every Sunday morning right before brunch at about 11am and we like to talk about all
1: the things that you're going to be talking to your friends about at brunch so we take the things that have happened in the news and the media during the week
0: and we unpack them and make sense about them and make sense of them for our lives and your lives. And we are now brought to you by Diet Coke in conjunction with their Because I Can campaign. So we will now open a can of Diet Coke and crack on with this week's episode. Ooh. There we oh, go. Oh, I sprayed
1: mine all over the place.
0: Oh, you're in trouble mm. from the man. The man's going to come. Remember that when you're little, the man.
1: Oh my God, yeah.
0: Um. So this week we are going to chat about, obviously this goes out on Sunday morning and we are going... To be one day, one sleep away from this year's Rose of Tralee Come Festival in County Kerry.
1: You seem like the kind of person that loves the Rose of Tralee.
0: How? Why would you ever deduct that? Because you're, you just you seem to be excited about it. I'm not excited about the Rose of Tralee at all. In fact, my feelings about the Rose of Tralee are extremely like I have this sense of sort of. Completely, I I'm just completely passive about it. I it doesn't anger me. It doesn't make me excited. I just think, get rid of it. Get rid of it. It's an institution. What help is it? Like it's not helpful for anyone. It's not. I don't think it's damaging to the cause at all, because I think it does. It's not it's, even on the radar. I mean, when you look at pageants like Miss World or Miss Universe, yes, I can see why. They are damaging.
1: reductive.
0: They are reductive. N- the Rose of is reductive. But I don't know, is it damaging? It's so harmless. It's absolutely harmless. It is the lovely girls
1: competition. It's um, got
0: lovely bottoms. I,
1: yeah, I'm like you. I have no feelings towards the Rose of whatsoever. Although a couple of years ago, I found myself working down at the festival. And I was there when it happened. BTS and Scoop. It was bizarre. It was really, really bizarre. It was like all of your cousins and your cousins' cousins got together. You know, when you go down the country and you have to visit your cousins and their cousins? Yes. And they're all just a little bit odd. Wow. They're just a little bit not right there.
0: Sweet being statement.
1: Especially down the country.
0: Okay. Take it easy.
1: All right. I'm only joking. Um, but you go, it's just it's just like it's loads of like relations and f- big families and all that kind of stuff and it's bizarre and like the the committee who kind of run the roads actually are like something out of Father Ted no offence to them at all at all hmm. But like, it is like something out of Father
0: Ted. But that's what it is. It's kind of celebrating those cliches that we cringe at when we see those memes. Like, oh, a cup of tea. Or, or oh, you left the immersion on. Or gas, oh, gas, gas,
1: gas, gas. Aren't they
0: so funny? Like, like Your dad's going to be annoyed. Like, the jokes and the constant sort of dahi o'shea, Is he still presenting? It? He's definitely presenting this year anyway.
1: I think he's presenting it. But I saw a piece there today that Maria Walsh said she would go after it and take his job.
0: After, why would Maria Walsh, like, that was the great She loves the rose, actually. Loves it. But say that year, was that 2015, 2016,
1: 2015? 2000 f- I think she 16. won it in 2014.
0: Oh, okay. Because so she was the rose, she was the reigning
1: rose during the marriage equality referendum, which was 2015.
0: Okay. So she would have been 2014. And they didn't make... They didn't let her speak about her sexuality. They gave her a male escort, despite the fact that she was an openly gay rose. It, it, it did nothing. It was such a good opportunity for them to make the show relevant, make the festival relevant. And they didn't allow her to be any sort of way different than anyone else.
1: Put down with that sort of thing, Megan.
0: But yeah, and... So why is Maria Walsh still championing this? Do you know, she just loves it.
1: Like, some people just love the Rosa Tralee. Like, why? there's a lovely camaraderie there that they have with each other. And there's a lovely, like, they have great crack. Okay, that's and the like, thing, yeah. My hotel was across from that dome where all the parties was going on. And let me tell you, it was very busy. Now, I didn't go in once. <laughs> busy. But it was very busy, very popular. There mm. was, like, loads of music. They seem to just have great crack. It's like a youth club disco for four days with older people.
0: Yeah, but that, okay, but... These girls are devoting their entire summer to this. It's not just a summer. The girl who wins, it gives over a year of her life. to yes. go. yeah. She at least she won. Like, what does she get? A new bridge? Necklace or something. And the tiara. A tiara. But like, these girls have entered this competition. And the car. And they're spending all summer going around pretending to think it's so hilarious how their parents met. Or like, the, you know those stories like, oh, my mummy and my daddy met in a nightclub in, tw- in 19-whatever. now they go to the so bingo. so funny. And they're giggling. Like, they're intelligent women often. Are they? Well... A lot of them are doing PhDs and stuff. Okay, you yeah, know, first, and it's difficult to watch them like w- put on these stupid smiles and laugh about these stupid things.
1: Yeah, but like they're stupid to us, but they might be important to them. Devil's advocate. I mean, I'm still on the side of believing that they're slightly stupid.
0: I'm not saying I'm any better than them, or that I prefer. You know, that my my topics of conversation are so much better than theirs. But I like, come on, how many times can we go over like the merits of being a nurse?
1: Oh,
0: the gloves are off. Like we get it. It's it's great. We get it. It's nice.
1: And how many times are we going to see someone Irish dancing on stage or doing an old kyeol? Like, and they're so
0: shy all the time. But it's not a
1: talent competition, Megan. Cut the talent it's section. Not, yeah, just it's let just it go. It's
0: just shameful for everyone.
1: Um, it is. It is odd how it has not in any way evolved.
0: No, it it just is this little time capsule. It's so scary. I was looking at the ad for the escorts this week and the guys... like Obviously, it's horrific that the women have to be unmarried and have never had a child. And, and under 28, I think. And under 28, so we're both illegible. Ah. Illegible is not the word. In Uneligible. Oh, uneligible. What um, a pity. So, yeah. um, But the men... The escorts, the male escorts, have to be under thirty-one and also have to be unmarried. And oh, I get that it's great for Kerry's tourism. I think it brings in like twelve uh, million euro. Jesus, does it? Yeah, it really does.
1: Oh, fucking hell! That People is come shocking.
0: From all over. I mean, obviously, the communities abroad, like communities in London, lots and of Americans, but there's case in point
1: about it being dumb. <laughs> that's a bit harsh now no offence to anybody who loves the Rosa here. no offence it just needs to move on a little bit and grow a little bit but
0: can we all accept that we just watch it ironically now it's just satire
1: I don't even watch it I don't think I like watching the YouTube videos when people storm the stage and stuff yeah it's more social media bites when we were working and that story about someone storming the stage of the Rosa Trillie had thousands upon thousands Mm. upon thousands of people on it
0: Because it's one of those things. It's like the Rose of Tralee, the late, late toy show. They're just things that we all watch, ironically. And for some reason, you know, online, if you write a story about them, it's going to fly. Like, we know that there will be stories from this year's Rose of Tralee. There must be
1: people who still love it enough to keep it alive. Like, there's still people entering it, like. Yeah. and look at this now what I think we did the kind of um, you know they're doing the trek to Tralee thing at the moment where they're going around the country and they're meeting everyone on the way to the Tralee or whatever mm. we when I was working I was working with Maria Walsh on the um, road to Tralee kind of thing it was a fundraiser I can't remember the exact name of it but it was a fundraiser and she was spending the week cycling I remember this to, um, to Tralee before the festival this was after she'd won it mm. trying to raise money and visiting little towns or whatever they are like royalty going around the towns. They are genuinely just, like, people come out of their houses to come see them. They had little
0: meetups everywhere. They were on local radio stations. It was, they were at the bee's knees. Okay, may I ask, without causing offence to anyone, what's the age demo of the people coming out to see them? It was fairly mixed. You, would young people?
1: People our age, absolutely not. Yeah. But, like, young young kids, their mums.
0: And their grandparents. Yeah, it's the mums and the aunts. And like, that is the demo. And it's it's the Facebook competition generation. Like, and they come out and that's what it feels like. The whole night feels like you're just showing off to your mum's parents. Like, everything that they say. That's exactly what it is. Everything that they feel is an amazing achievement or this lovely wholesomeness is just what you'd say to your mum's friend. Yeah. And they, it can't really be... It, it obviously isn't what they who they are or what the irish woman is but then i'm like look is there anything wrong with celebrating niceness is it nice just it's to celebrate just niceness it's
1: so harmless like it's so bland it's very vanilla
0: and then you have to wonder not to be like a shouty feminist or anything but is it harmless or is it one of these things that is like a sewer in like it's a, just an underground sewer I pipe that's that is affecting how we feel about women
1: I think that it is um, it is probably in some way harmless now because and I know the people are going to tweet me and call me an angry feminist now but as far as I can remember right I'm going to look this up now just a Rose of Tralee board as far as I remember, the majority of the Rosa Tralee board is men. And they decide on topics and what to broach. Mm. And that Maria Walsh couldn't talk about her sexuality.
0: And God forbid they share in a political opinion. Like, was it last year that Repeal the Eighth came up? The Eighth Amendment, was it? Yeah. An Australian girl? And there was war. And Dahi said, oh, this is no place for politics. Like being a woman in Ireland is a political thing in itself. Yeah. Of if you're to celebrate is. womanhood, you have to address po- politics.
1: And yeah, and to be fair, it's a seminal time for women. It's a shit that the Rosa truly doesn't use that platform as a way to be political for I think, yeah, women. Yeah.
0: That would be a way to make it more relevant, bring it up today, make it some way necessary, um, would be to tackle those issues and, and you know, maybe celebrate women who are making great strides furthering you know, those kind of causes.
1: If we really wanted a festival where we celebrated women, it would look entirely different, the fact. Yeah, and the
0: in fairness, you just wouldn't get the Americans. Like, <laughs> they wouldn't come over for that. Of course they wouldn't, but what harm, like? Then we're losing, like, at the at the end of it, it all comes down to money. And we'd be losing 12 million yo-yos for County Kerry. There must be a better way to flesh up the, the Kerry tourism... What Industry. About,
1: what about I can't find anything about this board of the Rosetree people. That's I fine. Know. Don't worry. I believe you. Uh, it's for validation for our readers to put out fact checking our sources before we put out some information in our public environment. Yeah. So. hmm So let's take all that with a pinch of salt. Um. So,
0: yeah, it's just it's such a shame. Will you be watching it? No, I won't. It's it's like you said. I'll probably catch up on Twitter the next day. Yeah. I wouldn't
1: bother. Same as as the Late 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 Show.
0: Well, I do watch the toy show, though. I think people make more of a pointed effort to sit down and watch that. Or the Eurovision is another example of something that people kind of make, make time to watch. I mean, it doesn't happen so much anymore. We don't say, okay, Monday night is the night that I watch such and such because... Obviously, we people watch everything done, online yeah. or on Netflix. So it's one of those shows in Ireland that, you know, the grannies and like all generations will sit down probably together and watch. And there's no fear of anything being said that's going to make you uncomfortable with your granny.
1: But who are the young people keeping the Rose of alive? Like, because obviously the board is when people get old and they knock off the board and they retire, or they die. Then who's taking it who over? Who
0: steps in? Yeah, I don't know. You're Maria Walsh's.
1: Yeah, I suppose.
0: Mm. but yeah I don't know I don't think it's doing any harm I do think it could be upgraded at least they're not making them parade around in bikinis and stuff I mean that's not that if you want to do that you can't but they're going around in their Debs dresses and their sashes but But the whole thing is like a Debs or or a like a 21st or something yeah sure a lot
1: of them are only very young Anyway, best of luck, girls. Best um, luck, Hope you girls. had a great time and uh, enjoy that old domey thing down there with the parties. I think they, I could like hear Maniac 2000 from my room.
0: That's a reality show I would watch like behind the scenes at the Rose of I bet you there isn't an ounce of bitchiness.
1: Not one. I bet they're all making each other cups of tea and <laughs> hot water bottles and they're talking in their bedrooms and there's gas. Oh, and they're having the sausages even though they didn't want to fit into their dress.
0: The Diet Coke Because I Can campaign is about carefree, fun with friends and celebrating the things in life that make you feel good. Take part in the Diet Coke Because I Can series by following hashtag Because I Can. (laughs) Anyway, you read a lovely article this week in Vice about the fact that our phones are actually listening to us and God help us, it's true. Oh my God, yes, right. So,
1: basically, there's this, uh, so... The journalist in Vice, whose name is uh Sam, just Sam, uh, right. conducted this like, kind of... Oh, Sam Nichols. Mm. So he spoke to some experts about the concept that your phone is listening to your conversations and passing on that data to advertisers, which is something... That people have said this for a really long time and, like, we've always kind of been like, ah, no, they're not really doing that. Like, they're not going to access voice you know data and surely that's encrypted in your phone blah 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 blah, and surely they're not passing that on to apple Mm. they fucking are they are so this guy sam basically talked around his phone for for a couple of weeks about how he wanted to go to university was thinking about going back to university and um how he needed to get some new cheap clothes for work and he started seeing ads appear for like cheap workwear mm-hmm. and he started getting ads for part time um postgrads. Um and he said he like he, you know he was like I didn't search them, I didn't go near websites that would lead them me to be targeted with those mm-hmm. ads or whatever. Um so he spoke then to an expert who basically said that, yeah, look, the data is going to be um that there's there's no companies selling their data directly to advertisers, but through certain permissions of certain apps, they're accessing the data. Okay. Um. So yeah, terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Because uh, we have understood our phones to be triggered, our mm-hmm. uh, like our audio input to be triggered by saying like, "Hey Siri," or pressing a button, or like Alexa or Google or whatever, like having to have that trigger. With the fact that they don't have that trigger and they're still picking up in conversations is is very invasive and i suppose the question really needs to be around like yes i mean this article in vice and whatever it was widely covered but a lot of people are saying, "Asher, look, it's grand. Like, you're just going to get some ads. But it's the fact that this technology exists, that your phone in a resting position can pick up your conversation.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's what's currently happening that's scary because I don't feel personally victimized because they're listening to my conversation and sending me ads. Or I don't feel offended that I'm getting ads that are targeted to me because of something I've said or invaded in any way. It's just the fear of of the capacity to almost lie, even though they're not really lying but the capacity to to evade control us or yeah. or evade the truth or spin the story in a way that it sounds different to what it is because no one's ever been told that your phone is listening to you and that they actually record sound bites and send them back to third-party apps and and to servers that actually process that information and send you back stuff I mean it's scary and it's this obviously wasn't the case what 10 years ago and we've spoken before about everyone's individual experience of the internet but how circular does it become if we're fed back things that we're interested in how quickly can you fall down a rabbit hole or create an entire environment based on you're what you're looking at yeah you're not being challenged you're not seeing anything outside of your little internet bubble that they've created for you and it means that ideas and like Probably if you look at the real extreme end of the scale, extremism and radicalism is only going to be intensified because these people are not escaping. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And like that's the the prolification of fake news is down to the fact that that these third party apps or whatever and people who are pushing up fake news and Cambridge Analytica and all that kind of stuff, they created that single experience for users where they only show them stuff that they were interested in again again and again and again and again and show them stuff that they were going. To um be inclined to agree with. Um, so, yeah, it is dangerous. Of course, it's dangerous. And we've talked about this. Like, this is one of my favorite things ever to talk about. It's that we're l- missing out by missing out on that shared experience. And the way we consume media now is so insular and so individualistic that we're losing that shared experience and therefore losing the ability to debate. Like, because we have no common ground to discuss. Yes, there's like things that happen in the news and there's the same. Um, you know, you could, you you know, we'll have certain news stories are the same, but like where you read them is based on what your habits are,
0: Mm. and it's so influential. Like I create those little worlds probably for myself, um, by choice. In that, if I'm reading something, I'll go through a phase of something whereby everything is that. So at the moment, I'm reading. Remember Molly's Game, the movie that I love. Yeah, 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 yeah. You saw that as well, didn't you? Yeah,
1: we talked about it briefly there last week.
0: Yeah last week or the week before that's kind of scary i think we talked about it the week before and i explained what money laundering was oh and it words. was molly's game that was last yeah. week now i think my phone was fucking listening to me because i ordered the book i maybe ordered the book that day or something i don't know of amazon pop up yeah genuinely and i was like fucking wanted to read that when the movie came out i'm gonna buy that and clearly the phone was listening to me when we were recording the podcast because i forgot we were talking about molly's game
1: You've been had.
0: I've been had. Okay, so my entire so my point is is void because the phone did this, but mm-hmm. I ordered Molly's game and I'm reading it and then I go to podcasts and I look up Molly Bloom and I listen to podcasts with her in them. And then I search her on Instagram and I follow her and I see her talking about other authors and other cool people and I follow them and for this space of maybe two weeks while I'm reading the book and listening to her podcasts and just following weird. her her friends. I'm entering this whole other world and I'm learning shit about poker and I'm following people who play poker and I've created this for myself, I thought. But now I'm wondering, do we have autonomy on anything we create? But those... This this consumption of that pop culture and these people and these ideas is affecting the way I'm going about my day. It's it's affecting my choices in a positive way. I think, yeah, because I'm taking she like she's the book is fantastic. If anyone gets the chance to read it, please read it. it it's a fuck. It's amazing. Um, I love Molly Bloom anyway. I'm obsessed <laughs> with her, but it's brilliant. She has some absolutely incredible nuggets of wisdom that have guided decisions. I've made in the last week or two. Okay, okay, interesting. And probably no. all because I mentioned Molly Bloom, my phone gave me the book, I bought the book, I searched the podcast, then it brings up her friends and my suggested on Instagram and then how quickly does this spiral out of control if it's something that's not as innocent as Molly Bloom?
1: Yes, okay, valid point. I mean, when they, I suppose they... <laughs> Just making faces just a little face like that was that was a good tangent well <laughs> done good content um yeah it's it's just yeah i don't know like it's so bizarre obviously when they're putting forward these ads or taking into consideration using this data to create ads they're not considering the follow-through habits that other people will have yeah you know they're not considering that you will go then and surround yourself in that world,
0: but it does make you a better customer for whether it's a product or an idea. You become the ideal customer because it's you're just blanket it's blanket coverage, it's just consuming. All of your media. Yeah, but you get... You should
1: be allowed to choose when and where you see advertising and why you're seeing it. hmm You know? So to be seeing something
0: because you've talked about it around your phone is just... That's invasive. But then we do that all the time as part of our work, Cassie. Like... We will choose oh, yeah. people in a targeted audience that have shown a propensity to click, or a propensity. Well, maybe we want engagement, so we will choose the an audience that has a propensity to engage, or the propensity to share, or who has shown an interest in Copper's nightclub, or has shown an interest in. Fi- we will them into an audience and send that content to them. So the lines are being blurred even between, that's me organically doing that. I'm not trying to sell them anything. Yeah, but I think that's the difference because you're giving them something of value. If someone said that they've
1: had an interest in coppers, I don't know why they would, it's probably the Rosa Chile crowd. But if someone <laughs> says they've got an interest in coppers and you've got a funny piece about coppers, they are likely to enjoy that. That is likely to be of value to them. You're adding value to their day.
0: And and but, I love and Molly and Bloom and I'm. it has added value that Amazon gave <laughs> me that ad. Yeah, but like, you don't want to be harassed
1: with ads for, I don't know, toothpaste. Toothpaste, toothpaste, toothpaste. I want to mm-hmm. see if they pick them up. I'm going to start trying to do this thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, And see if we, we start getting some weird ads appearing. I think it's invasive. I think it's too far. And I think the fact that the technology exists is the problem.
0: I mean, where could it go? That's the scary yeah. thing. What can they take from us? How can they influence us? It, it, are we even saying the, the the things that we say that our phones pick up have we said those because of another reason that obviously it's true because no one has full autonomy
1: we're just fully products now we're all byproducts of apple now
0: it's like an episode of black mirror really is it, it is
1: weird i think the real problem is the fact that your phone is just listening to you like mean it's not going to take someone long to hack that technology where they will be able to listen into other people's conversations and that is an invasion a massive invasion of privacy
0: i'm sure that's happening already I mean, it definitely is. Absolutely. But can you define it as listening if it's a bot just processing the information and firing stuff back? Like listening is the word that I think is scary. It makes your phone the enemy. It makes your phone seem like it's actively working against you. But it's just taking the information, processing it and sending you back stuff that from that information.
1: Yeah, but it's a bit... It's, it's more than processing your previous habits or your, your behaviors online. It's processing your voice.
0: Yes, like, it's processing the words.
1: Yeah. But that's weird. It's creepy. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to just uh, seem too um archaic and I should just embrace the future. I think it's a step too far.
0: No, no, it's definitely definitely scary, but I can't like put I can't see exactly where it's going. That's that's scary, but I just know that it is definitely scary.
1: How are you feeling about your own social media habits at the moment? Like, I think a lot of people, I think there's this kind of um sort of commonality of people getting social media fatigue and switching off and Mm. um the it was your man from youtube was giving a conference and he said that actually um people are that's the new the next new thing is that people are going to switch off en masse from social media
0: i mean that does seem like it's where it's going but I'm certainly, I might say I have social media fatigue, but I still find myself checking Instagram a hundred times a day or doing that thing, that awful thing that where you open your phone, you check Instagram, you go out, you check Twitter, you check something else, you check Instagram, and then realize that you just checked it. And you just think, "What, what am I doing here? The reason, if I'm ever late in the morning, it's because I've stood there on my phone looking at nothing, just doing nothing. So while I feel fatigued, my habits are still as active as ever. The only area my habits have really changed in is Facebook and I think that's across the board. People just aren't using that it anymore. Away.
1: One in ten people apparently deleted their Facebook after Cambridge Analytica. Mm. Um, and it's interesting as well because obviously this week uh, Instagram have started releasing the time spent on app or the usage insights tool that helps users see how much time they've spent in the social media app. And basically their plan is to encourage people to spend less time on social media but more meaningful time. So there has been okay. studies that have pr- that have kind of um you know linked um passive scrolling and anxiety or passive scrolling and depressive episodes it's just that idea of sitting there and not really consuming it or taking it in and just like going through kind of mediocre stuff time and time again is actually very bad for people yeah um, so facebook of uh, facebook has been has it talked about this early in the year their plan to try and get people to use Facebook in a more meaningful way which is why the timeline was reordered and all that kind of stuff to push the posts from your friends and family up closer mm. Um obviously Instagram is owned by Facebook so now we're seeing it rolled out there again as well and it's an interesting move for I think the tech kind of world to admit that hey actually that's maybe less is more spend less time here we don't mm-hmm. need you on it every hour of every day come on have a good time be meaningful we don't need you to see 20 ads a day or 50 ads a day or whatever just come on for five minutes yeah enjoy it and get off again
0: yeah like I do agree that I wish my internet experience was more meaningful in that I don't read anything that I learn from anymore or like long form pieces at all the the, most of the time I spend on Instagram is stuff that I will forget and that makes me scared because we won't have as many memories from our 20s as we would have from our teens because we've spent so much time on our phones looking at stuff that we will never remember it's like our me- we'll actually have less memories I think yeah but what is meaningful like for me a meaningful social media experience and everyone's different but mine is like that I learned something or that it takes me on a tangent or it or that rabbit hole thing where you get you know obsessed with a new idea and you follow it through and you can, yeah. you know, one link to the next maybe for someone else a meaningful experience is seeing your cousin's Deb's photos that you wouldn't have seen otherwise.
1: Well she's in the rose Tralee.
0: But that's, you know, that's the way that Facebook went but I think people have just moved past that. Like people don't want to see their family and well, what they've had for dinner and people stuff. People
1: will realise very quickly that their friends and family are boring. Like
0: that's what happens. I mean on social media everyone's boring. It's so yeah. self-indulgent. Maybe it used to be alright in the Bebo days because we would put up photos of big events like once in a blue moon now it's just every mundane detail of your life is shared and I feel the only people who are enjoying it are those moms and aunts that enter competitions Ah, it's
1: all for the mamas and aunts. They're so it, supportive really? of
0: each other. They are very supportive. They put up those memes that aren't funny, like, oh, wow, is it too early to have a glass of wine? And, like, 70 people will it's comment. four
1: o'clock somewhere, five o'clock or six yeah. o'clock somewhere.
0: And they'll get 70 other brideys like, oh, Angela, you're mad, go on, sure, it's typical you, oh. Just,
1: Just the think. one, don't get too locked. They give um, each
0: other so much support. Yeah. And then brave. I think the generation below us is also very supportive on Instagram. Did we miss the boat on this? Did it, we're we were just right it? in the middle.
1: We were, we were, it was nasty. We got the internet age of the trolls and the bloggers unveiled and all that kind of stuff.
0: Mm, like In a way, we came of age with the internet in that as we were becoming adults, like, what age were you when Bebo came out? I was seventeen, sixteen, 16 or 17. Well, and I would have been
1: younger than that then. Not really.
0: I mean. And then Facebook was 21 or 22, I think.
1: No, I think I was 17 when Facebook came
0: out. Okay, if we're going to lie, then there's no point in continuing. I'm
1: actually only 12 and a half now. Um, I was in my first year in college when Facebook came out.
0: Mm. As was I. So we were navigating the world for the first time with this new tool. Um, so we kind of came of age with it, whereas other people are coming, you know, they've got Facebook they've grown coming, up they're with it. They're wiser.
1: They've seen the mistakes that have been made. Yeah. All I'm glad of is that people didn't have like they didn't have as much access to it on their phones back then like do you remember trying yeah. to get facebook on your phone on oh, an yeah. old nokia like it just wouldn't work
0: twitter for me i was just so adamant to get it on my like, you just Blackberry. wouldn't see it and there was no real like well
1: camera phones were a thing but they weren't great quality like mm. you didn't really have people naming and shame people would bring out their old, their canon cameras out into a nightclub and then they'd like increase the contrast and actually put up gorgeous photos and all that kind of stuff. There wasn't the instant, like, the instant availability to put something on, make something public.
0: Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, we say, oh, I would hate if anyone had Facebook when it was my 18th birthday because of all the photos they would have shared of me and that horrific two-piece. But I wouldn't have worn that two-piece if we had Facebook back then because I would have been more educated about what people should wear. Like it was so insular. All I had to go by was my classmates in Waterford. Do you know? like And your aunts and your mom. And my my mom did pick that outfit out. And what? Like what?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, like there is a global community there now that exists that we didn't have when we were growing up. So Mm. obviously, like, look at all the young ones. I was sounding really old now, but like, look at all the young ones and their gorgeous makeup. Like, yeah. I couldn't tell my arse from my elbow when I was that age. I wouldn't didn't know the difference between i don't know like blusher and bronzer all of those kind of things never knew what to do with any of them and now they just have to go onto youtube and they're an expert
0: yeah like you didn't know where to start i remember being in a dressing room when i was i must be like 18 or 19 with all these girls getting ready for a show and they were a few years older and they were doing fantastic smoky eyes and blending and all i just didn't have a clue what to do like i didn't know where to start that just doesn't happen for kids anymore no. Any question you have now? Well, it's kind of different now because there's there's so much information that it's almost saturated. You don't know who to trust or who to believe. I had one makeup artist that I trusted when I was 21, 22 that I used to watch on YouTube and I learned everything from her. And now I don't trust what she says because it's just come full circle and everything's an ad. So, it doesn't it <laughs> doesn't matter. Glorious. And, so, yes. what we
1: what we can s- conclude from this episode is that the internet is a scary place they're listening yeah we missed out on the golden age of the internet because we didn't get to to we didn't get all the support
0: and we're going to get a lot of Rosa Trillie content on our phones on Monday
1: and probably some negative feedback from um for slating the Rosa Trillies but just to reiterate again
0: Best it's nothing to do with the roses. It's not to do with the roses. It's to do with the lads who are organising yeah. it. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, next time, this time next week, we'll know who won the Rose of Tralee. Can you believe it? Um, okay, let's leave it there. We will see you in the same place, same time next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. The Diet Coke Because I Can campaign is about carefree, fun with friends and celebrating the things in life that make you feel good. Take part in the Diet Coke Because I Can series by following hashtag Because I Can.